I graduated, you know, summa cum laude, and I thought I was going to be bank- banking in corporate America and stuff. And I ended up working at a camp. But lo and behold, I met some mutual friends there. And that's how I met Jason. So it's like having that faith, like in spite of like your circumstances has really or expectations, other people's expectations too. Like I'm sure other people were like, haha, she's welcome to the Radiant Pearl Living Podcast, where you will hear fearless stories to nurture your dreams and inspire you to live a radiant lifestyle you love. Now here is your host, Stacy Zand. Hello and welcome to episode 20. I am so glad to have with me in this episode the lovely Alexanders. Tiffany and Jason are going to be sharing with you some incredible details when it comes to having faith and really being in alignment for marriage and for you to accomplish what you set to accomplish as a couple. And so if you desire to be inspired to fuel your marriage with faith and set boundaries as a couple so your spouse can know they are a priority, this episode is for you. Are you a person who likes to think big picture plan or think in terms of smaller goals and tasks? Then this episode is for you. Listen and learn from the Alexanders in this marriage talk segment, how getting rid of distractions, valuing moments like Sunday silas, journaling, communicating, and more, despite life's challenges, can lead you to a unified why and purpose as a couple. Today's episode is brought to you by the Radiant Pearl Planner, an improved and inspirational planning system provided at RadiantPearlLiving.com so you can plan beautifully for a life you love. This episode is also sponsored by The Fearless Creator at TheFearlessCreator.com where you can find a proven done-for-you system to simplify your content creation process and streamline your promotional planning so you can show up consistently and confidently share. Since this episode first aired at the beginning of a new month, I would love to invite you to join the opportunity to jumpstart your new month and season in a focused co-working session at thefearlesscreator.com slash co-working sessions. I am looking forward to this episode, so let's jump right in. Well, hello and welcome. I'm so excited to have with me here the lovely Alexanders, the couple that we have known since our college days. And we're so excited that they've, they're bringing a, another level of expertise, knowledge, as we've been able to see them truly develop, as well as sharing their gifting and their ministry. We've seen them in action in their own local church and, of course, in their professional arena. And then, of course, as collegiate scholars. (laughs) So without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to Tiffany and Jason Alexander. (laughs) Yes. So I know we decided that we wanted to be able to shed light on some things today as a couple in this couple's talk segment. 
specifically focusing on faith and family, especially at a time like now, you know, of course, times are different with us having been in a pandemic and under quarantine. And, you know, we're still staying strong and hopefully pursuing our passion and our plans. And so we're going to be discussing a bit of that together today. So the first question is, how do you both plan for a radiant life you love? Go ahead, too. <laughs> both want each other to answer first. Um, ladies first. Ladies first. Good, yeah. good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I plan, um, I like to kind of take things step by step only because sometimes if I think big picture, then I get overwhelmed. So my planning usually starts at like Sunday, just kind of writing down day by day what I want to accomplish that week. And so that kind of helps me guide me as I go throughout the, the week. And there's days where I'm just like, you know what, today's not that day. Let me move this to another day. And I think that's important too when you're planning a radiant life. Sometimes may not feel so radiant on that day, but as long as you're like continuing to move forward and and get that thing done that you have on your list or that you want to accomplish, you know, you can, you can still get it done in a, in a good time frame. You're just focused on it. I plan to live a radiant life. Yeah. Okay. That's absolutely uh, good. A little bit of mine is part of that too. But I take it, I'm in the family, I'm, I'm more big picture, long-term view. And Tiffany has the skill set to put all the pieces together and get all the nuances together. So like for me, when you say radiant life, it's like a life that's fulfilled, it's purpose-driven, it's aligned with our father in heaven, you know? And so we do that in the beginning of the year, we kind of figure out what we want to want to happen in the year. We go, we live by some principles. We want to have a household that's full of hospitality, that's loving and things like that. And so from a big picture, that's that's what we want to be. But as far as my day to day, how I accomplish that, I kind of just go for me every morning or Sundays as well. Um, I have this moment called uh, Sila, Sunday Sila, where I just pause and reflect. And you know, Corona has caused a lot of people to pause and reflect. <laughs> So I take it as a time to just, you know, stop watching TV, whatever, just give myself 30, 30 minutes to an hour. And I use a journal and I write down what's going on in my mind, what's happening over the week, and then have like a prayer. It's like, Lord, what is it you want to happen in this upcoming week? And so that kind of helps me gauge my goals. And for me, I feel radiant. I feel empowered. I feel like I'm accomplishing things if I had those marks. And one, it's a book that I learned that helps me because on that Sunday when I'm putting down my marks for the week, there's a book called First Things First, and it talks about big rocks versus little rocks. And I'm not going to go through the whole illustration, but it kind of tells you, like, really, you need to get the set your big rocks in life down first and all the distractions that are like little rocks that you like just come and kind of aggravate you or just flare ups, fires that you got to put out they'll start distracting you and make you think that that's most important in life. And you, you put the fire out, but you don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So it tells you to focus on the big rocks first and plant those. So on that Sunday morning or that Sunday when I'm taking my sila, I am putting down the big rocks. So we take time to discuss like what we're going to do for date night, which is a Friday. And then we take time to <laughs> say what are the big things we're going to do this week. And I make sure those are there because she knows I will forget. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to add, um, we just started implementing. We used to do this earlier in our marriage. We've been married for eight years. And we used to do this early, but we kind of like tapered off. But we re-implementing 
deciding what days of the week mean what. So Monday, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mondays are, or Sundays pretty much are, like you said, the Sunday sea law and just kind of writing down what uh, needs to be done. Sometimes I'll, I'll cook on Sundays or I may do it on Monday, but Mondays once, you know, in the evening time, we have what's called family matters. So whatever we have to discuss amongst each other, we just, we kind of, you know, talk about it, talk through it, work on some things. Doing um, a little walk. Yeah. And we like to take walks too. Trying to do walking, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. And then on Tuesdays, um, we've been, uh, we're actually focusing on conceiving, um, having children. And so we um, are reading a book about um, prayers uh, and promises as and scriptures as it relates to conception. So we call mm-hmm. it Bible Baby on Tuesdays. And then Wednesdays, we have Bible study. Thursdays um, in the evenings, we just take time for ourselves. So like, Yesterday, I think we both ended up watching movies. I'm really not a big movie person, but I needed a movie yesterday. So I watched like two movies and he was in his in his own office watching his movies. And then Fridays, date night, Saturdays, it's kind of out and about, maybe yard work. Yeah, errands. and, And that pretty much concludes, you know how we operate every week as a family. Beautiful. I love that. And thank you for sharing, you know, in such an intimate way, how you go about really planning for that life you want to live, a radiant life. You know, I found, and when you mentioned Friday date night, I I don't know if it's a universal code or what it is, but that's our date night too. (laughs) And, you know, even if it's as simple as deciding that we're going to eat in or eat out or go for, you know, ice cream and me being able to capture this new flavor. People look forward to that in the stories. My husband is not very big on social media because he doesn't relate to the millennial generation, even though he's a millennial. And um, he still doesn't want to embrace it. (laughs) But but yeah, but you know, I I share those things because people are always intrigued. I know it, it doesn't really matter it shouldn't matter what's going on in our lives and really how other people perceive us. But especially when you're involved in ministry and you're a person of faith, people do wonder, is everything okay? And and when you're ministering, you're trying to minister to the whole man. And a part, a big part of that is relationship, right? And it's so important that, of course, we know as marriage relationship, it's a reflection of God and the church. So it has to be the first priority. And my husband is making these looks right now, which is like, <laughs> right. And, um, and so it's always, you know, we're always you, cracking up over here. Just... <laughs> it's, like, it's like tapering off over here on the side. Yes. Yeah, so, but I, you know, want to make sure that people do understand that it is something that we do want to take people along on the journey. It is important. And there are ways in which you are able to have a system in place. And it's not that you're being so regimented or, you know, being so strict, but it's to provide a framework. And what I appreciate about you too, as a couple, after having seen you blossomed from day one, and I still have that picture where we're all four of us, along with another beautiful couple who just came back from Spain, um, Acacia and Chris. So they just came back and all of us as couples had gone out to eat somewhere. And it's just so beautiful to see that over time, you know, you guys not only have had a system in place for your family, but also when it comes to the businesses that you've decided to involve yourself in, as well as the 
faith aspect. So I want you to share a little bit about faith, the role that faith has played as a couple and as a family. Okay. Well, I'll start a little bit. So it's interesting. I'll I'll share this. The the biggest part of our test of our faith, I think, is the best way to... I'm going to describe a test moment. I think that will illustrate our faith levels and how we mature and all that stuff. So we do have, or we talk, typically talked about conceiving. So one of our challenges in our marriage is conception and fertility and things like that. And so with that, there's different levels of belief as you go through the ebb and flows of um, cycles and things like that. And you try to say, oh, yes, this is it. No, it's not. And those kinds of things. And and so it tests your faith. You know, it tests do you believe what God says about you? And one thing that we we kind of battle with is sometimes one person be here and one person be here. And it's like somebody's pulling somebody else up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as I talk it out, it's like that's not the most efficient way or that the best way to receive God's blessing in a sense. It's not like you can earn it, but it's, it, the Bible clearly says where two or more and where you agree, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're not agreeing on the same promises of God and you got some doubt, then you, you, you're you not as strong. And so in this season, I think that we found some resources that kind of helps us get our faith at the same level. Right. And it takes like for me, believing that we'll get there. And the same thing for Tiffany. Right. Like believing that, OK, I'm going to be paid. Sometimes I have to be more patient or she has to be more patient with me and vice versa. So I think in that time that has allowed us to draw closer together. Right. Mm-hmm. And like right now, like it, it took us to go to our separate moments with our uh, long time with God and just really dig in and dig uh, and believe what he is saying or find out what he says about fertility and whatever and or our own self-esteem and things like that. And so as you peel back those layers, I think we develop. Yeah, I definitely think we've developed and this is our most recent challenge or I want to say recent. It's really this is our first concerted effort with conception. So it's been something that we've definitely had to be even bigger in believing. Other areas tend to kind of get a little easier in terms of us um, having faith about things like faith about getting a house. We just bought a house um, in March and there was some faith component to it. It wasn't that we had struggles with it so much. We knew that God was going to provide for us yeah. in that area. And then even, you know, with career choices and jobs and things of that sort, we've had to trust God and know that we are in certain places for a season. And, and a great example of that in terms of career is when I graduated from, from Spelman, I ended up working at a camp the first year, yes, uh, the first uh, <laughs> summer camp. And I was like, what in the world? Like, I'm, I graduated, you know, summa cum laude, and I thought I was going to be banking in corporate America and stuff. And I ended up working at a camp. But lo and behold, I met some mutual friends there. And that's how I met Jason. So it's like having that faith, like in spite of like your circumstances has really or expectations, other people's expectations too. Like I'm sure other people were like, ha ha, she's working at a camp $7 an hour. Like what, what's going on? What is God doing? But those are the, the moments that you realize like, okay, I, you know, I was kind of shaken then, but I see what happened and I see, I see how God worked it out. So I can believe God for other things. Beautiful. I want to, I want to say too, what one thing that helps us when we have different levels of faith between us or any, any moments of doubt is that, I guess we have really developed talking it out. Yeah. Like sharing our doubts with one another. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm not feeling this. Or, and it's kind of hard a little bit. I've, I've, I've been more hesitant and now more, com- I'm coming out more and more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that definitely allowed us to, 
when we talk about it, we're not talking heads, we're kind of yeah. talking it, spread like she said something the other day. It was about conception. She was like, I want you to empathize with me. I was like, I understand you. She's like, no, there's a difference. And I was like, okay, I don't understand. But <laughs> <laughs> being able to let someone speak fully and then letting, you know, just trying to embrace that fully as well. Beautiful. You know, I really do. First of all, congratulations. I know we've been over by your home when you were in another arrangement, which was so beautiful and awesome. And now you have a home. So congratulations. That place was a matchbox. (laughs) (laughs) But all the amenities and all of that was so cool. (laughs) But yeah, no, you are you are already taking, you know, those steps where you are in a positioning yourself for the family that you're going to have and believing with you for that. And, you know, they always do talk about, you know, being able to have that child is a gift. And I know that that gift is promised unto us, as you said, it is a promise and it is for his people. And just like you said, you know, everything really does, you realize not in the moment, but eventually that it was all working together for your good. I love that story of how you both met. I think it's the first time I've ever heard that, that it was as a result of, you know, where you are professionally and career wise that led to you meeting your husband. Awesome. So, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit more about that idea of communication. So you mentioned earlier that you found that you've been able to try to empathize, try to understand and to discuss certain things. And one of the things that I found, especially in my relationship, my husband is more of the type of person who will, what is the word? He will internalize things Mm -hmm. and he will go forth with just getting things out of his system in such a way where whether it's reading a book or I know in the very beginning of our marriage he would take a, a drive <laughs> like he would he would do certain things like that would would be his way of being able to let go of whatever issues or things that we were having and I'm just like let's talk about it let's talk about it now like I was always the big communicator and you know to this day yes he's the talker right so there's always one person I believe in the relationship that's really good at just trying to sit down hash through the problems articulate and just trying to find that happy medium is something that you have to do really I found personally with my wisdom and necessarily growing and experience experience in relationship as well as in faith is that I had to realize when to sit still as the scripture says be still and then I would have to just let him work out what he needs to work out pray over certain matters let things just kind of get to a place where I'm calm and I can have a nice cool collected conversation after the heightened experience of it all. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amen. I raise my hand as one of the <laughs> you uh, for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, I gotta internalize it. I need time. Give me a second. I mean, it was really bad. I mean, like, why do you need so much time to internalize what choice you're gonna make for dinner? Just make the choice. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even about Come on dinner. now, is it burger? <laughs> burger or cheeseburger? What's wrong? I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh, I love it. So then how did you both work through those sort of ways of finding that happy medium as a couple to communicate and be on that same wavelength and be in sync? We're still working through it. (laughs) 
We're still working through it, but I think there's times you have to realize the sensitivity of the matter. So not just the sensitivity of it, but the time sensitivity of it. Like you can't sit there and wallow in and being disappointed or whatever. Like sometimes things need to be addressed. And I think you've also kind of learned um, to just kind of sometimes give me my space, you know, and it's it's dying to, you have to die to yourself literally because, you know, one person may want something and the other person doesn't want another person. So it's kind of like a give and take depending on the situation. And so that's how we've kind of been able to. Like for me, it's it's the Bible says, you know, deal with your wife according to knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that knowledge would come, but my comprehension of it, like I, I knew that she would communicate, oh, I need time, I need space. I'm like, okay, so that needs like five minutes, right? And I'll come back. Like, no, that's not five. I need space. Like, oh, so I need 20 minutes. I come back. Right. So through the eight years, I've learned, based, learned her, like how much time you need. And really, sometimes you'll eat at me like, dang, it's been two days. I mean, I really need to get this going. Yeah, I got to work on that sometimes. So, but, you know, that's where you trust the Holy Spirit to be your comforter, right? To comfort you and believe that this matter is not going to be put to the side. And it's not just going to fall to the wayside. Mm-hmm. But you're entrusting it to God, really. Like, Lord, this is your your daughter. I'm trying to deal, deal with her as you told me. And all right, it's, you know, it's on you. And so it's taken me a lot, eight years to kind of develop that. Still working on it, but to know you and to understand what you need to process the information. Say yes. Yes. Okay, it's beautiful. You know, I know as Christians, we have made that commitment to one another, right? And our relationship, we realize first and foremost is we do want to really help each other to become all that we're called to be and that we've been created to be here on earth. And we've always heard the idea that if there's any sort of relationship that allows you to truly become what God has destined for you to become, because there's nobody that knows you in such an intimate way. There's no one that's so willing to lay down their life for another as Christ laid down his life for a church than that marital relationship, that intimate relationship as two becoming one. And so as believers and as people so heavily involved in ministry at one point or another, one of the things that we've brought forth in a Another episode with Joshua and I was how important it is to prioritize one another and how important it was to him, to my husband, for us to truly be able to recognize what it is that we're working towards, that unified goal, that unified plan, and that we're both on that same journey for that same purpose and having that same vision that we're working towards, especially with the, the man as a traditional idea of marriage and as well as believers where, you know, the husband is the head of the household, the priest of the household, and that's leading and, and you know, giving that direction for the yeah. family and, and the unit. So for both of you, how have you been able to prioritize your relationship, especially when it comes to so many things really trying to grasp for your time, whether it is being involved in certain things in ministry together or apart, or you have demands professionally or demands with your family and your friends how do you go about navigating those things as a couple and prioritizing each other well one thing we do in terms of this dealing with the demands of other people uh, as it relates to us we before we commit to something we talk about it even if it's like me doing something with someone else like i'm still checking in and say hey somebody wants to do something or i want to do something on sunday do we have anything you have anything in mind on that day i just want to make sure you're good and he does the same thing like just want to make sure that you know we don't have anything planned and we tell people like hey let me check back with 
you know, my husband or my wife. And when we do that, we never make it where let me ask, let me see what he says or let me see what she says. Because if ever we end up saying like no to something, we don't ever want the person to think like, oh, well, that person said no. It's more so no, let me get, let me talk with my my husband or for him, my wife, and we'll let you know. So it's always a joint decision when we come to that. And then the second part of your question you were asking in terms of just prioritizing each other. Or prioritizing the things that you decide to get involved in separately versus together as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, another way that we prioritize each other is like, for instance, when he gets home from work, you know, I try to get things. um, I consider myself partly a homemaker. And so I'm at home and I just, you know, getting things done, things of that sort. So my thing is, okay. If I know what time my husband's coming home, which is probably between five and six, you know, I'm not going to hop on a call with my girlfriend or hop on a, you know, try to schedule something. I'm thinking like, okay, well, if he's coming home that I want to be present for him. Now, when he comes home, he may not want to be around me and I have to be okay with that. You know, I do have some struggles with that, but allowing him to have that space that he needs to decompress after work, you know what I mean? Or if he's doing yard work, like allowing him that time to you know, decompress and cool off and stuff like that. And if he's in the yard, bringing him something to drink, something to eat or whatever like that, just kind of attending to his needs, you know what I mean? And and I I think he does the same for me too. It's just like, you know what I need, my space and prioritizing like, okay, you know what? I, I want to do yard work, but I feel like I haven't taken Tiffany around, Yeah, you know, town. We haven't driven around. We like to drive around. So let me put aside yard work for this Saturday and let's go, let's go hang out. This is being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, but uh, for sure, like prioritizing Tiffany, I would say from one thing that I, one little nugget that I learned from someone was, and I don't do this often, but I try to as, as much as possible. When I come home, try to not to be on the phone. And so I come in and I give her a hug and a kiss. It's like, hey, <laughs> yours, this is your time. All, everything outside is it's no go. It's, it's all you right now. So you're making you a priority. The other thing I think was comes to people's expectations. We just tell them no. Like <laughs> we just tell people, we just set boundaries. Really, yeah. we set boundaries. And none of it, you know, you know, know us. Tiffany's are very black and white, and so she's going to set boundaries and she's going to stick to them. I'm more of a like, hey, you can push it off a little bit. Like let them come in a little bit mm-hmm. more. But as you enforce your boundaries, whatever they are people start to come accustomed to it. And now, like, before, like, my mom would ask me, hey, well, you know, you got to, I know you got to check with your wife, so <laughs> can, I do, can I do this, that, and the other? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you already know, so just don't expect me to give you an answer right now. So yeah. people are starting to become accustomed to not having us respond uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting because you get that when you're at church and you have obligations at church, and uh, people think that, oh, because you're young, you don't have anything to do. You have no kids. So you're afraid mm-hmm. to do all kinds of things. It's like, Josh, you're going to be a youth pastor. You're going to be the <laughs> podium. You're going to be the, the parking lot attendant. Like, you're going to have to do everything. And you like, you just got to say no. And people, we've said that before. We was like, it goes back to our C-Line moments. And we said that our days. And priorities. And, and priorities. Mm-hmm. So when we get to those moments when people are asking us information, I already know what's on the list. And some people are like, hey, we gonna work, you gonna hang out with us? Like, no, I can't. I got this, that, and the other. And sometimes know? we don't even explain. We just say no. We just say no. no. Sometimes yeah, I'm not we're not able just, to do it. <laughs> yeah. But then some people kind of applauded us. It was like, man, I, I've been working around this place, this church for years now, doing everything I can. I mean, just, I can't believe I got so many things on my plate. It's like, yeah, just say no. <laughs> I don't have to go to that Bible study. I'm sorry. I got date night. 
This is my <laughs> <laughs> the, the one of maybe 10 Bible studies already yeah, on the calendar, right? Yeah. I mean, I really have somebody come at me with like, oh, you know, you need to. So wait a minute, I thought God told me to put my wife first. Why am I like, wait a minute. So we're still putting God first. We're still putting God not, first. Just because we're not going to a Bible study doesn't mean that. Yeah. I just said no. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are things that are non-negotiable, you know, especially we know, of course, you know, with our faith, with things that we've already committed to doing there, but then all the other extras that will encroach on that sacred space, that sacred thing that we've set aside for the sanctity of our marriage to keep both of us being in tandem. I know my husband is very silent right now, so I'm going to give him like just a little moment here to kind of share if there is anything that he wants to add to the conversation (laughs) as he's looking sideways. I'm listening So if there's anything you want to add to the conversation about keeping that sort of sanctity with your communication, with how you go about prioritizing, because I know that's a big, that's always been a big topic of a big concern. And that's one of the things that I've noticed personally that he was able to take lead on in terms of saying, oh, you know, this day, because I work so much and I have all these hours that goes towards professional work, I need to go ahead and set aside this day and this time for my wife. And I would find that it wasn't, he wasn't using it really as an excuse to not do certain things because he was already doing so many things for so many other people. And of course, in ministry, which he still does today, but he did have to set that sort of boundary, as you were mentioning. When he did say that, and I found out that that was one of the things that he was really communicating to others, then it really allowed me to realize, wow, you know, through action. Yeah. Well, I want you to give me a Let me talk. I was going to say, Josh, you want to add on to that? (laughs) To my comments. (laughs) You can add in to your own comments. (laughs) Just dump in the comments anywhere. You know, it's cool. Just give a thumbs up. (laughs) No, I I think with, with age, you know, experience comes more wisdom. You know, you get to a certain point where you're just like, man, I just, you just understand that you just can't do any more than what you can do. And, you know, for a long time, it was just like, run, 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 run. Everybody wants you to say yes to everything. And you do it for a while. And then at a certain point, you're just like, man, I, I really can't do any more than what I can do. And then, and be able to really <laughs> honor all the other commitments that I have. And it's like, if you want to do something, obviously you want to do your best and you want to do it with excellence and you want to do it well and do it as unto the Lord. But so if in, in doing that, you have to make sure that you have the bandwidth really to be able to do that. So for me, it's kind of been like, you know, my schedule is you start work Sunday afternoon and you finish work on Friday afternoon. So really it's, you know, Friday, Friday night and Saturday is really your only time off. So it's like, I, oh, you want me to do something on Friday night or Saturday? I'm probably going to say no. Because I've really been working the rest of the week. So I'm probably, if it's anything extra, you know, on top of what I already do, I'm probably just going to say no and just kind of make sure that I have the time that whatever we want to do or whatever we need to do, I at least make sure that I have that time set aside so that I'm free to be able to do stuff like that. Most of the time it ends up being stuff around the house or, you know, driving to Sam's and getting groceries or whatever. But Oh, you honey do it. 
You're right. You're right. It's just you know, it's just the more the availability than anything else. So of course, quarantine has kind of helped with that, right? Because we've gotten some more projects done with the honeydew list, right? <laughs> Could be that one. I mean, I don't know. Every time I look up, I got five more things I got to do. <laughs> but I love I, I love that though in terms of projects that you can work on together where it's not necessarily just you doing your thing and another one doing their thing. How have you found that to really solidify and strengthen you as a couple? One of the conversations that Joshua and I had recently, a heart to heart, because of course we've had to, if we did any takeouts during quarantine, it would have to be us going and ordering the food and then bringing it home to have it home together, right? But then just maybe a month ago, everything opened up here. And so one of the first times we went to, it was a Greek spot up the road and we were able to sit outside and just chat and have some Greek food. And then I just started pouring out my heart and sharing some of the things and wanting to really find out his vision. And in this season, because we're coming up on a new season, you know, we're coming up on the, the summer season and we're also coming up on a new season in our marriage as we're going to be celebrating a milestone. And so it's just like, that's one of the things just continuously trying to have that conversation and find out and figure out if we're on the same wavelength, if we're heading in the same direction. And one of the things that Joshua pointed out was the fact that his expectations in terms of our level of involvement in certain things with him having certain responsibilities and leadership and so forth, how it reflected on him when I didn't do certain things or I did not show up, you know, on time for certain things or if I didn't do certain things. And so it's like, okay, like I didn't know this was just such a big thing for you. And the only way that I'm able to truly keep working at it is to find out and to talk about it. And we, we don't give up, even if we're not fully there at a hundred percent, you know, that's a part of the process is communicating the vision over and over again. Even as a leader, you have to do that to everyone who is, who you're leading is to constantly put out there what it is that you want and how important it is to work together in bringing that vision forth and making it a reality. So what I want to pose to you both is are there any things that you've had to discuss as to you're going to get involved in this project together you're going to work towards doing this specific thing together and it brought you closer as a couple together i mean is there such thing as like separate and come back (laughs) i think there's moments where we talk about stuff you're like nope (laughs) you gotta come back (laughs) go ahead so you said certain things that um, we decided to come together with and how it's brought us closer? Yes, like it could be involvement in activities that you've decided to or certain things you had a vision to accomplish as a couple. Okay. Well, um, we enjoy working with teens in yeah, the church sure, setting. Yeah. And so in the past, we've been kind of youth leaders. And one of those things that it brought us together because we both realized we had the same vision, the same heart to to reach back and help others go forward. And I think we realized that's something we want to continue pursuing. And we had people in our families and even people who are more of extended family and like friends kind of just help us navigate through life. And, And we know that there's so many voices that are being projected to teens, to youth. And we want to kind of be that Christian voice, but also not just that the Christian voice in the sense like, you should do this, this, and that, but a relatability. Like I've been there. 
I've been where you've been. You know what I mean? This is what I recommend you do. And just kind of being more like a mentor sort while still kind of understanding that, you know, we are older and we're more experienced, but letting their voice be heard too. Yeah. And so with that, I think we just we just really bonded and, and that's what we want to continue. One of the areas in which we want to definitely continue mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, and I, I was thinking like what, what brought us together in that. I don't think we collectively say, hey, we're going to sign up for team ministry or whatever. I think I think I was on, I think you came on because I was there and you kind of slowly became more and more accustomed to to doing it. And the girl started gravitating towards you more and mm-hmm. more. And them seeing us as a couple had the kids gravitate towards more and more. Yeah. But I think because probably attributed to that gravitation was something that a, a Bible scripture that says that in a multitude of counselors, purposes are established. And I think that like we try to be those counselors for the youth that, hey, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Let's help you process through that, through all this stuff. And your God, you know, your parents are trying to help you stay on this straight and narrow, but you're trying to waver. And is it okay to waver or is not? Or just just help them process the practical aspects of living away, right? And so I think having that theme has brought us together because we have circled ourselves with counselors, other couples and things like that to kind of pour into us. And so now we can able to exemplify that to our teams. And we we moved to another local body or another church and we're, we want to do that same thing and build up relationships. So I think that has, our activity with that has kind of solidified what our, one of our main purposes as a couple is. Yeah. And for them to see a healthy marriage, too, within the church and within the black community. Let's also talk about that. You know, it's yeah. just it's important for our youth to see that, especially when you have all these different types of broken homes. And you have even homes that are broken, not even just in the sense of married or not married, but broken in the sense that there may be something bad of marriages and things like that. So, yeah. so then for them to see that and for them to know that, yeah, I may be the, the female in, in a relationship, but you can also reach out to Jason. Mm-hmm. And usually when that happens, you know, we're both on the call, you know, just for uh, accountability purposes. Yeah. So, yeah, we just, that's just kind of how we, we, we really kind of gelled and, and have a heart for, for doing that. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know, we've shared so many great wisdom and experiences and I know the listeners as well as those who are going to be following along and and watching this interview can really glean from. I want to, are there any final words that you want to be able to share with someone who's listening and wanting that insight as to really becoming one as a couple with their partner, as well as, of course, incorporating faith and family and prioritizing those things and having that faith, as you were mentioning. And then if there are any places where people can connect with you both as well. I would say is um, sometimes in marriage, we come together as two individuals before marriage. And then sometimes, of course, when we come together as one in marriage, sometimes you can kind of forget about who you are and what you like and things of that sort. So allowing the individuality in the marriage to still flourish while still flourishing together. And so that's one thing, like I'm more of a reflective, I need my space, I need space to a degree because I do do like being around them. But I'm more of a person that doesn't like to necessarily be around a lot of noise. So like the TV and stuff like that. I could do music, but if you go into like my separate quarters in, in the house, it's just, it's girly like yours. (laughs) 
you know, I don't want a TV in there. You know, I don't want any of that. I could just stare out the window. And so just allow him allowing me to have that. Whereas in his room, you know, he likes TV and um, watching like movies and things of that sort. And so his, his is the opposite, but allowing him to still be himself and still growing together is, is very important because you don't want to become just Jason's wife or Tiffany's husband. That's all fine and dandy, but still, who are you as a person? I, that's still important for your show. I, I would leave the people with who are listening to encourage them. We have something on uh, station in the background here. It says the power of why. And so, oh, yes, you can see that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> right over there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I have better vision than you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see the book. The yeah. book. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> but as, as you gave us some, like, free questions to kind of help us, and I was reading to it, I think the theme of it was, like, finding our why. And one thing we didn't talk about was, as a couple, the one thing that we that always brings together, we're always evaluating what our why is. Why are we, like, like why not why we're married, but why are we here as a couple? What is our purpose? What is mm-hmm. what is our overall goal? And we, how can we manifest that? You know, and for us, one of them is as a leader, I've said that we're going to be a house that's of hospitality. We're going to be a home that people can come in and rest, feel the presence of God, peace and love. Right. And so that drives us to the other tentacles that we businesses that we're going to get into, like real estate and things like that. We, that permeates out. But I would encourage people to want to explore your why with your mate, with your partner, explore it. Don't be afraid of it. Be, be truthful, say the truth, you know, and then whenever that person says the truth, be patient to have that truth fold and blossom. Yeah, and I would also just add to that, be okay with it evolving over time. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we wonder what's our purpose. My purpose today may not be the purpose that I have in 10 years. And that's okay. Like, it's a journey. I mean, our number one purpose is to serve God. And I'm sure he has different things for us to do along the way. So just keeping that in mind that it's it's, it's not about a destination. It's about the journey of, of, of purpose and operating in that in every single day. Beautiful. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. I love what you both shared as your final words and Tiffany, like when you just said life is a journey that is, I feel like, have you been watching the lives that we've been doing <laughs> for thought? <laughs> and um, yeah. So just last week we had on Sunday, cause we have a Sunday chat that I do with my mom and my sister. Okay. And then we brought in a special guest on Sunday, Lisa Hunter. And we just really talked about how you can go forth and light your world. And we always talk about the processing that you have to go through to become that refined gem, you know, to really be all that you're called to be and looking towards the fact that it's not necessarily about, you know, what it is that you are trying to accomplish and where it is that, yes, that's a part of it, where it is that you are hoping to go, but it's that processing and that journey to getting there that allows you to truly become that entire radiant gem or that fulfilled person that you're called to live out that destiny and purpose and calling. And so it's just so beautiful to see how everything, the conversations that are able to weave into, especially as a believer, into, you know, the entire scope of being, it all ties together. And I'm really appreciative, Jason, that you pointed out the power of why this side. (laughs) My hand right on that side because we are supposed to be coordinating interviews with other people who are sharing 
their whys because this is actually a book that we released last week and on the first day we released it it shot number one on the charts internationally so we first got number one in the UK then in Canada and then in the USA and so to be international bestseller list on Amazon for business is just been incredible to see and one of the ways that they want to be able to keep that message forward is having people explore their whys. And I'm going to submit this video, this conversation, a part of that movement in sharing your why, because I think knowing what it is that you are here, placed on this earth to do, the fact that now you're not living just for yourself, you're living for the unified vision as to what God has placed you both as a couple together for, and then on earth to accomplish. And you guys are such an incredible example of that. And I'm so glad and grateful to be connected to you both. Yeah, same here. We, we appreciate you guys. and We love you guys. And, you know, and Corona, we love you from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, once once everything clears up, we're going to have to have one of those uh, parties we had before. Yep, yep, <laughs> oh, yep. We got to do snow globing again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I every time I go back to those videos. before we share some radiant pearl takeaways we want to take the time to share some final call to actions as we continue to share multi-generational stories that inspire i want to invite you to tell a friend about this podcast tag me on instagram or facebook what was your greatest takeaway when it comes to faith family, priorities, and marriage. Remember, we love being social and hearing from you. So please do connect with each other and me on Instagram at Lady Stacey's Aunt and at Radiant Pearl Living, where I personally respond and reshare your highlights of your takeaway when you tag me. You can also connect on the Radiant Pearl Living Facebook page and group. Simply use hashtag Radiant Pearl Living and hashtag for chance to be featured. Now for Radiant Pearl Takeaways, special featured guests Jason and Tiffany Alexander shared so many words of wisdom like, do you believe what God says about you? And have faith despite your current circumstances and other people's expectations. Don't lose yourself in the process of becoming one. Find time to prioritize your spouse while you grow as an individual with different interests. Understand the power of your unified why and what you are working towards as a couple with a divine purpose to be fulfilled as one. Thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to listen to this. And if you are a person who loves to see, watch and do, we plan to continue to bring more live interviews to you over on our YouTube channel. This actual episode is premiering live on our YouTube channel. So check that out. Listen to the stories of our elders, millennial mentees who've become mentors themselves as you strive to find your purpose. Delve deeper in the discussion ideas through journal questions provided in our weekly newsletter. Thank you for listening to Radiant Pearl Living RPA Live with Stacey's aunt. Visit us at thefearlesscreator.com slash co-working sessions. And I look forward to connecting with you as I encourage you to live a radiant life you love.